Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. What's going on? What up? We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be notified on every new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, at the Colts Cast, and on Instagram, at Colts Cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, opinions we tweet, etc. Again, that's at the Colts Cast on Twitter and at Colts Cast on Instagram. Jamal, I gotta ask, are you ready to get into some Indianapolis Colts content? Man, I couldn't be more ready. The only thing I could do is probably <laughs> be more ready is to go throw on a Jonathan Taylor jersey. Go, go the. <clears throat> you don't have it on? Oh, but I can go put it on. Ah, in my not. soul. Ah, hey, you good, you good. Let's get it, though. Let's get it. So, on today's episode, we will talk about our running back depth, usage, and long-term goals. So, the title of the episode is The JT Show, Season 2 or What? What do I mean by that? Well, will he repeat that magnificent season from last year? Or will others step up to the plate? What do you think, Jamal? Is the JT show getting canceled or is it getting renewed in this new offense? Man, that's a loaded, loaded question. Okay. I like to think that we're coming back for a second season. I just know if the rating is going to be as high. That's that's what I'm thinking because he put up a stellar season. Yes. I, I, don't, I just don't know if he'll be able to replicate that again. I mean, we, we're bringing in Matt Ryan now. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, but like you said, Matt Ryan's going to be in here. We got uh, basically a new, you know, our receiving core has been, has a facelift. Oh, yeah. We got another new running back, a new tight end. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of factors going on for us this year. Yeah. A healthy Paris Campbell. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're just like you said, there's a lot of factors going on. Well, let's just get started. Let, let's break down. The four running backs we have currently on our depth chart. And we'll start with none other than JT, Jonathan Taylor. Enter RB1. Not just on the team. The whole fucking league, baby. The league. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can you tell us about him? Man, listen. The, the, his stats. His stats are just out this out of this world. That kind of I was talking earlier, you know, when we think about what he did last season on when you when you say random stats out in your head, it's like, all right, yeah, that was a good season, good season. But when you list these things out on paper, man, this is a career phenomenal, phenomenal season. We're going to talk uh, about the good and the bad. We, you know, we ain't going to skip out on nothing. But dog, oh, these there's numbers. some there's some bad with Johnson Taylor. And when I say bad, I mean second place bad. Not not even <laughs> not even bad, bad. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. But you know, just taking it from the top, man. I mean, when we talk about he was the rushing king this year, had the most most yards, ended this season with and by the way, all these numbers they they came from ESPN. So um just give a shout out to them. All the rushing yards here last year, one thousand eight hundred and eleven. Led the league. Next up, that guy Nick Chubb, man, he's a dog too. But he ended the season he at is, one thousand two hundred and sixty nine. So, you know, that's that's a pretty decent gap over five hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Next up, looking at most attempts, JT had three hundred and thirty two. Second place in the league, Najee Harris with three hundred seven. Another dog. You know, 
not a not a bad back. We look at the longest run. JT had that eighty three yard run. Next up, the quote what game was that was that um, the Bills or the Pats? I believe that was the Pats game. Yeah, I believe it was the Pats game. Okay. And next up, we have the the quote King. <laughs> Derrick Henry, whose longest was 76 yards. Hey, we're we not going to disrespect Derrick Henry. We're not going to disrespect. You Listen. said quote. <laughs> <laughs> we coming to the throne, the AFC South. JT hey. about to come do it now, but all That's respect to, to, to Derrick Henry. We, we know he's a monster. Uh, he can do that all day. But then moving on, looking at 20-plus rushing yards uh, on a play or per play, JT had 14 total, led the league. Next up with Nick Chubb had 12. So that's, I mean, that's crazy. That's 20-plus yards, it, just electric speed breaking through the secondary. Mm-hmm. To go into the touchdowns, led the league with 18 total touchdowns rushing. Next up, James Conner with 15. Looking at most rushing first downs, JT led the league, 107. Next up, Antonio Gibson with only 65. 42, 42 that's a huge difference. Wow, he's up next. Yeah, yeah, he was up next. I did not know that. That's mm-hmm. a fun fact there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only three fumbles total, two of those being lost fumbles. And anybody who knows JT, that was one of the reasons why he went so late, because when he was in Wisconsin, he had a little bit of a fumbling problem and actually got him put on the bench uh, his rookie season for us. He couldn't hold onto the ball, fumbled a couple times, and I mean, mm-hmm. he corrected that. You can see he corrected Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that was that was kind of one of my negative ones. But we, I mean, he wasn't even in the the top half. He was in the bottom half, I believe. He was tied for like seventeenth or eighteenth in the league for for a amount of fumbles, so very low. Um, and then he came in second place behind Derrick Henry for yards per game. D. Henry averaged one hundred and seventeen point one. Versus JT, who had 106.5, but Derrick Henry only played five games because remember he got injured during the season. So had he had he been healthy the entire season, could it be higher? Possibly. Could it be lower? Possibly. You know that's that's up to discussion. But I mean, JT with 17 games and still averaged 106. That that's a workhorse right there. So like I said, basically what I said earlier is he had a career season leading the board in majority of stats in the running back position. And the crazy thing is, is none of those stats are even about him receiving the ball because we know he got a decent amount of receptions this past year. That's all Russian. All yeah, Russian. He, he's good. He's good in the passing game as well. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, so the one, the one concern I have about all those stats mm-hmm. is going to be those three hundred and thirty-two rushing attempts. Running backs, on average, just have the shortest career length to you know compared to any other position. According to Statista, uh, they have running backs at 2.57 years for their Oof. average career length. Oof. That's so short. Yeah. When you think about, I mean, just like a quarterback, Matt Ryan's been doing it for how long? 14 going into the 15th season? Yeah, Tom Brady. I, well, he, okay, he's an anomaly. But just, yeah. you know, when you look at other positions, they're, they're a little bit longer, you know. I think the average, according to Statista, is 3.3 years for players across the NFL. Oh wow. So, yeah, it's just I I we'll we'll talk about it later, but we we I'm concerned. I don't know if any other Colts fan is. I'm concerned about the usage for Jonathan Taylor. 
That, I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair assessment. I mean, because like you said, that that's a lot. That is a lot, especially when next up was uh, Najee at three oh seven, and we, I mean, you know, he got used a lot this year. Exactly. Yeah. So they you're right. On you're right. Bit. Mm-hmm. And and you know, f- we were fortunate that we didn't have any injuries with JT. Uh, you know, or at least anything that major. So you're right. Yeah. The last thing we want to do is is get him in trouble. He's been healthy, which is good. Mm-hmm. Naheem Hines. Well, before, so, I, before, hold on. Before we get on Naheem, though, I just wanted to, because if you remember, I mentioned before that I said none of those stats are even about him receiving. I just want to give a couple of receiving stats for him, just so we'll know. Uh, because when we think about Wentz versus Ryan in the in 2021 season, Wentz had 332 completions, 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. We've had that conversation before. But out of those 332 receptions, JT accounted for 40 of those getting 360 yards and two touchdowns. So as you were saying, with the usage on him, he touched the ball 332 carries, but then also had 40 receptions. That's 372 times he was active on a play. That, that That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of, of body Touching work the on ball. Him. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there as well. But, yeah, let's let's jump into Hines. Yeah, my bad. No, nah, you're good. I know you, I know we was going to talk about all of JT. My bad, my bad. <laughs> so – Naheem Hines. So, the Naheem Hines hype train is real. Frank Wright already publicly stated that we should draft him this year in fantasy. Mm-hmm. He going he gonna to be my first-round pick. Nah, let me stop. <laughs> Before that, he said he was going to have a bigger role in the offense this season. Before that, we made Matt Ryan our starting QB. Matt Ryan will check down more than Carson Wentz. Oh, for sure. Matt Ryan is more accurate than Carson Wentz. For Matt sure. Ryan has a higher football IQ than Carson Wentz. For sure. <laughs> Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz. For sure. <laughs> the real number two. What What is his numbers looking like? Matty Ice? Uh, Naheem. Oh, Naheem. Okay, I was going to say. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's let's jump into that. So... Uh, the, and these numbers just come from Sports Illustrated. Uh, but Naheem Hans last season, he had the second fewest offensive snaps at 352 total. Only played 31.6%. Um, and he also had the second fewest carries. 56 carries for 276 yards. Fewest receptions at 40. And the fewest targets at 57. So he tied JT with receptions. But when we think about his stats from 2020... When old old man Rivers was there, kind of what you were talking about, another quarterback who wasn't afraid to check down his numbers, 63 uh, targets, 76 receptions for 482 yards, four touchdowns, and a catch percentage of 82.9. That's crazy. I mean, that he's going to have – I, I, I like – when you look at those stats, he was obviously much stronger with Rivers under the center than with, with Wentz under center. So I can't imagine yeah. what's going to happen once Ryan gets underneath there and he's able to to check down to him. You know, we don't necessarily need Naheem to run the ball. We, I would love to, I would love for him to get some carries in there, you know, especially seeing as how last season he only had 56. But like we said, Frank Wright wants to use him. I mean, the numbers don't lie when Rivers was there versus when, when Wentz was there. Yeah, it should get better with Matt Ryan. Uh, just going off historical trends of how Matt Ryan uses his running backs mm-hmm. and what Frank Wright is telling us. I mean, everything's lining up for an uptrend to begin. 
but we'll see. Um, I think he's very underrated. We talk about Jonathan Taylor and how great he is, but Hines is just, I won't say just as good, but he's good. Like you were going off the numbers, he he had 4.9 yards per carry last season with that very small sample size. He, mm-hmm. he didn't rush a lot. I think it was 56 rushing attempts. Still, it's nice. You know, it's not 2.4 yards per carry. <laughs> right. When he's carrying the ball, he's, he's doing it at a very good rate. Uh, what he excels at is being a pass catching back. And just like we said earlier with JT, JT can do that as well. Um, like you said, talking 40 receptions, 310 yards, good for about 7.8 yards per catch. I mean, that's better than guys like Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Big name running backs, right? Very for solid. Sure. Cordero Patterson. He averaged 10 and a half yards per catch with Atlanta last season. You saw how they used him last season. I was going to say, I'm glad you said that because I had a little snippet on him too. He had 52 receptions or 548 yards and five touchdowns with, with Matt Ryan. So, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Finally, someone figured out how to utilize this man. <laughs> yeah. He's been in the league for a while, and he just hasn't been used properly. But he was lined up everywhere last season. Backfield, outside receiver, slot. Tight end. I, I saw him in tight end. I, That's I'm sure he did Wildcat too. I don't know. Dude probably played offensive lineman for, <laughs> for all we know. I didn't watch all the Atlanta games, but my goodness. All that to say that Hines probably won't be lined up everywhere, but the slot? Mm-hmm. We've heard that, right? We've heard reports mm-hmm. of that. Let's get it, you know? Very much so. Hoping to see an uptick in his numbers slightly, you know, from average and total standpoint. Absolutely. But we'll see. We'll see, right? Yeah, we will. I, I, I'm I'm ready for it, man. Dude is is a, he's a little animal. He's so fast. He's he's so shifty, you know. And and what what's better than what's better than after the defense is wore down from JT coming up to then you able to check down or let he, uh, Naheem get the ball and just do his thing, just quick and yeah. nimble. Ah, playmaker, exciting. exactly. All right, let's keep going down the ladder. Philip Lindsay. So we signed Philip Lindsay to a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Let me know your thoughts, Jamal. Ah, Philip Lindsay. I, I honestly think that he's just gonna be he's just gonna be the, the Marlon Mack replacement for us. You know, Mack was RB one before JT just exploded, and he kind of slowly went down the down the ticking list. And injuries was a you know were a part of that as well. But then he also decided that he didn't want to be in Indy anymore. And I think that's what kind of got him out the door. Had he wanted to still be a part of Indy, uh, I think that he probably would have been. He, I don't. I just don't think he felt comfortable losing his RB one spot and want to stay with the team. So then, of course, he left, and now we pick up Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, of course, he played on two teams last year. He played with the Dolphins and the Texans. Uh, he didn't see a lot of PT. He had eighty eight total rushes for two hundred and forty nine yards, touchdown. Uh, so overall, very low production. Uh, and, and and I think that will kind of play the same way this year for him, too. I don't think he'll get much usage out on the field. I, I think he'll kind of play the same role that Mac played for us last year, just kind of a safety net in the event that something happens, which is good because he's definitely he's 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 somewhat proven. Uh, he, when he was in Denver, he had pretty decent, uh, decent years out there. So I like knowing that we have somebody with some kind of background on the team who is not who is not intimidated or afraid to be that RB3 spot. 
so I definitely think he'll see the field. I just don't think he will get very much PT. I think he'll be used to certain packages. Um, but I, 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 I'm hoping that everyone stays healthy and he doesn't have to be on the field. But in the event he does, I won't be too mad of seeing him out there. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Yeah, uh, I agree. He's not going to get as many looks as long as Jonathan Taylor and Hines are healthy. I mean, I, that's what I believe. I could change. Um, yeah, he only averaged three point one yards per carry in four games with Miami and 2.6 yards per carry in 10 games with Houston last year. Um, I guess you could say both teams had atrocious offensive lines. (laughs) Maybe we could, you know, partially blame that for the bad numbers. Probably not, but you know, 2.6 yards per carry is really bad. Average running Mm -hmm. backs get at least four, three and a half to four. Like Josh Jacobs had 4.2 yards per carry last season. And the Raiders O-line ain't nothing to write home about. Yeah. So maybe one off year, maybe not. Because just like you said with the Broncos, he, he had a really good rookie year there. I remember people talking about like, oh, you know, yeah. he, he next up. Right. Cover stories and all his childhood and his upbringing and everything. <laughs> I was like, oh, this dude about to be yeah. top one. Nah. Exactly. Nope. And for okay, so for Colts fans, I, I've seen some cherry pick stats on Philip Lindsay. Like most rushing attempts among all running backs since 2018 without a fumble. That's a cool stat, right? Yeah. We're not moving the chains getting two yards <laughs> a carry, right. though. So I don't care if you don't fumble it. <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying. We. It, I, I like how these stats are formulated, but sometimes yeah. I think people get too hype about it. He's there to be, you know, our backup. He's been on a downward trajectory since his 2018 rookie season. I, I, I don't think we need to get too hype off this. I agree. Moving on to our last running back, Tyson Williams. Another one-year contract, I believe. Uh Former South Carolina Gamecock, so I might have some bias in here. Mm-hmm. What what can you tell me about him? Not a whole lot. I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about him. John Harbaugh, he 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 wasn't too keen of him based off of what I've read. Uh, so I'm going to read you an, a direct quote, direct quote for us here. And this was um, tweeted by Jeff Zerbiak, and this was John Harbaugh's uh, words on him. He said, if you're running back, you need to run hard break tackles, get yards, pass protect, run the right route out of the backfield, catch the ball, and get up the field. If you're in the rotation, special teams sure would help you. Unquote. So everything I've read about him talked about Jesus kind of Christ. his de- Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's savage, <laughs> what, right? Just, 
he basically read out his job duties and said exactly <laughs> and he put that on linkedin man he said you got you, you apply and you better make sure you check all these boxes holy moly <laughs> all right sorry and, no you're good and so and it's crazy because i mean it sounds to me like he's not consistent and we we don't have the room for inconsistency um you know his pro- productivity went way down from week one to week 10 with the ravens he he was I believe he was actually going to be looked at possible RB one for them going into week one and just kind of slowly, but surely went downhill. Uh, I guess his work ethic wasn't the hottest. So I think with that being said for us, I don't even see him making a 53 man roster to be completely honest. I think maybe practice squad, we call him up in a case of an emergency, but I don't even think he makes the 53 man roster. Um, I, I just, for one, I don't see the need for the fourth running back. We have Philip Lindsay there, so I, I don't know why we would hold around that much weight. And I also just think that with the talent we have, he's more of a space filler, again, as an ice in case of emergency. Uh, but I, I I don't see him really making a 53-man roster, to be completely honest. What do you, what do you think about him? Um, So a lot of teams will carry four running backs on their, on their 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. But I guess some don't, so we may be one of them. Uh, I'm interested in him because he, he did average 5.3 yards per carry. I, I like to talk about yards per attempt mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, oh, he rushed for 2000 yards. What are you doing per carry? Right. So in a small sample size last year, he did 5.3 yards per carry. Um, I think that's pretty good for what he did, but what you just touched on basically what John Harbaugh was saying about his job duties. I did notice he is not good in pass protection at all. Mm. So I do not want to see Tyson on any third downs (laughs) or passing plays or anything. If he even does play, I believe that's probably one of the reasons why he wasn't a starter Mm -hmm. with Baltimore and Latavius Murray basically took over. But, you know, insert him as a change of pace back, maybe, you know, he'll be one of the running backs. I get, you know, two carries per game, but give JT a rest, have him come in, all that energy, boom. Uh, I ain't going to be mad about it. All right. However, just like Phil, Phil Lindsay, he won't see the field, you know, yeah. too much. But, you know, 53-man roster, I think he can make it. For, it, it it's not bad to have four running backs on your roster. Uh, he might not get dressed during the games, but just to carry him, um, you know, running backs get hurt a lot. Hopefully, True. JT stays healthy like he has been. But, you know, insurance. So I guess to to add on to the rest of this, what do we think about Jonathan Taylor, the idea of him being a franchise running back going forward? Is he one? Do they even exist? Because the last franchise running back, I guess, I mean, would you even call Christian McCaffrey one? Maybe. Mm, yeah yeah Derek Henry yeah yeah I I think there's very few in the league anymore I agree yeah I I, I do I do think I think he should and could be one I don't think the Colts have ever really had one because even when Edge was here Edwin James was here it was still Peyton still Reggie Marvin Harrison Dallas Clark Brandon Stokely you know they used to have like a full squad around him even though Edge was a monster yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that with the weapons we have around us now with JT being so young and kind of being the workhorse he is, 
I think he could be. I just don't know if at the end of the day, we are committed to making him that franchise running back. Yeah. Are we going to, you know, make him like Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, you know, those type of running backs that stay there, you know, I would say four to five years. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that we have to talk about Jonathan uh, Taylor's, you know, end of his timeline. I I don't want to think about that. I mean, I know (laughs) his career is just getting started, but like, if you look at these running backs, they don't stay on teams very often. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's more of these franchise running backs that come to mind, but they're few and far between. And we were talking about usage earlier. I want a prime Jonathan Taylor for the next three years, at least. Agreed. Let's not overuse him. Have you ever heard of the curse of 370? No, what's that? So Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders developed this theory back in 2004. So it's old, but the curse states that any running back that amasses 370 or more carries, not touches, carries in a season will end up having a down year the following season. Ooh. So he also added these backs basically fall into three categories. Guys who got injured the next year, guys who were never as good again, and guys who are Eric Dickerson. <laughs> so <laughs> Eric Dickerson's the only running back that beat this theory, it seems yeah. like. So I'm not going to go too much into it, but 370 seems to be the tipping point where running backs start to get punished. Okay. Derrick Henry, or I'm sorry, not Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor, 332 rushing attempts last season. Yeah. Didn't away. get to that. Yeah, didn't get to that 370, but he was getting close. You know, I don't want to mess with curses. I'm not superstitious or anything. I don't I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but <laughs> <laughs> if there's something that's just been ingrained that we should probably avoid, I, that would be one of them because let's just let's talk about it. The last running back to hit 370 carries was Derrick Henry. He had Oof. 378 in 2020. What happened the next year, Jamal? Done. Injury. Done. Done foot injury don't know if it was because he got that 370 carry or you know just a freak injury but it happened it happened a madden curse boy exactly it's (laughs) it's a curse before that demarco murray remember i I don't know if you remember he had a phenomenal year in 2014 with the cowboys i remember because in fantasy that year i took jimmy graham over him I wanted to blow (laughs) my entire brain's out, and I did that. I am an idiot. But that year, he amassed 1,845 rushing yards on 392 carries. Wow. What happened the next year? Didn't even touch half those numbers. And he signed with the Eagles to go play with his uh, former teammate, Mm. Sam Bradford. One more. One more exhibit. Michael Turner, back in 2008. 376 carries. Next year, he gets an ankle injury. (laughs) Come on. He he was... Yeah. Curse is scary. Curse is scary. So, I want Taylor... I don't even want Taylor amassing 300, but let alone 370. He hasn't yet, but it's just something to talk about. You know? I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, no. And just... No, no. That's a good point, man. And honestly, you know, BS aside, I think... Beside, if 
if we didn't have those games where Frank Reich was trying to make Wentz that guy, he may have clipped 370, to be completely honest. Because there was plenty of games where where Wentz had 25, 30, 35, you know, attempts. And JT may not have, you know, he may have had 20, 15, 20 attempts in a game. Right. So, I honestly, man, he could have eclipsed that. It had, had everything. Because he, he was completely healthy. Yeah. Nothing wrong. There were games where he had over 30 carries easily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple more of those games, yeah, he would have easily went over, and we would have been talking about this curse, and we would have been scared out of our minds. Yeah, sick, boy. So kind of wrapping up everything for us, going back to what we first talked about, JT will still be a workhorse for us. I, I definitely don't see him touching it 330 plus. And after hearing about that curse, he better not touch it more than 300 <laughs> times. Uh, I think I definitely think he'll still get over 250. Um, but I would I would feel very very comfortable in that 250 to 280 range. I would be completely content with that, especially with the other weapons we have at running back, receiver, tight end, everything like that. I definitely think Matt Ryan will not only utilize our receiving core, but he will especially focus on the soon-to-be favorite check-down target, Mr. Naheem Hines himself. Mm-hmm. I think that Lindsey will get minimal PT, and I got to stand strong. I think Williams – now, uh, let me let me say this. All right, I won't say he won't make the cut because, like you mentioned, we, we may run that fourth running back, just have him not dressed. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll take back what I said about him getting cut. I think he, he probably will make the 53-man roster and just not dress. Uh, as you mentioned, and, and we'll use them as a practice squad. But yeah, I think that our running back course is is solid. I mean, what do you what do you think about everybody? <laughs> we got we got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, buddy. They they could have put me back there. I would have said, yeah, our running back <laughs> course still solid as long as Jonathan Taylor is at that RB one. <laughs> yeah, I I think we're good to go. Just like you said, Matt Ryan, he's good. He's really gonna upgrade our receiving core. Uh, I, I think he's going to hit the tight ends, too, because he, he loved mm-hmm. to hit tight ends when he was in Atlanta. So I'm looking at you, Jelani Woods, Moali Cox. I'm looking at you guys. Hope you guys step up this year, get the shine you need. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, our, I agree with everything you just said. Um, JT will still be a workhorse. I think he gets slightly you know less touches this season. Um Lindsey and Williams, possible change of pace backs. That, that's about it. Hines, this is his year to even step up in the spotlight. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to wrap it up, folks. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Colts cast today. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Monday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Have a good weekend, everyone. Yeah, have a good weekend. And shout out to Darius Leonard for getting that surgery, back surgery. Ankle's good now. And shout out to him as well for donating that money down to uh, to Texas uh, for, for the school shooting as well. Shout out to Darius Leonard. Two birds, one stone for both injuries and a gracious donation. Thank you. Thank you.